to everybody. Whilst we're standing, let's put our hands together and let's give our Lord Jesus Christ a mighty hand of praise. We can do much better than that. I say we can do much better than that. You may be seated. We just want to thank God for this great opportunity that we have this morning to be a part of what God is doing in Kingdom Life Ministries. Amen. And we just want to thank Apostle Maxwell, his wife, Pastor Zina Holland, for inviting us, the leadership of the house. And uh, it's a great honor for us to be here this morning to share with you the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. God is in the house. As I walked in this place, I felt the presence of God. And we are standing here this morning under an open heaven to, de to declare the praises of God. And I want to say to Kingdom Life Ministries this morning, the countdown has begun. I say the countdown has begun. I hear a sound in the heavens this morning. I say I hear the sound in the heavens. I want you to lift up your voices and count with me. Say 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, Two, one, let's break forth. Let's give the Lord a mighty shout in this place. Hallelujah. I say the countdown has begun. And notice has been served on principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. Because the word of God declared this morning there is an open heaven over this house. And there is nothing that principalities and powers and rulers of darkness can do about it. Hallelujah. I say something is moving in the atmosphere. I say something is changing. There is a shift in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. And God is breaking forth with power. I say He's breaking forth with power. He's breaking forth with might. And I tell you, anything that wants to stand in His way shall be crushed to powder. I say it shall be crushed to powder. Because there is a wave of God's glory that is going to hit this place. There is a wave of God's glory that is going to hit this region from the north, the south, the east, and the west. I say there is a mighty river that is flowing. The word of God declares says there is a river that will make glad the city of our God. Hallelujah. I say, count it not strange that there is a river that flows through this property. And as that river begins to flow through this property, I declare that like the Jordan River, it shall overflow its banks. I say it shall overflow its banks and it will begin to impact the lives of people and it shall bring healing to the nations. I say it shall bring healing to the nations. We are here this morning to have a prophetic encounter. I say we are here not uh, here just to cruise and to relax and to go through another service, but we are here this morning to confront principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and make a declaration that Jesus 
Jesus Christ is risen in this place. And that the kingdoms of this world, they have become the kingdoms of our God. And his kingdom shall rule. His kingdom shall reign forever and ever and evermore. Hallelujah. And I declare right now what you have seen in your lives thus far. It is just the beginning. Hallelujah. I say, Daddy, it is just the beginning. Streams of life. I say streams of healing. I say streams of prosperity. The water level is rising. Can you sense it in this place this morning? It is no longer ankle deep. It is no longer knee deep. It is no longer waist deep. I say that river banks is overflowing. Lift up your voice and declare with me and say that the banks are bursting. I say the banks are bursting forth. I say the banks are bursting forth. Do you not know that God has reserved you and preserved you for such a time as this? I say he has preserved you for such a time as this. Hallelujah. The, the, the man of God declared earlier on that it is sickle time. I say it is harvest time. I say it shall overflow. Hallelujah. And let me just say, when it is harvest time, you need to get busy. I say when it is harvest time, there is a threshing floor. I want you to lift up your voice and say, come on to the threshing floor. What do we do on the threshing floor? When we come on the threshing floor, we begin to crush. We begin to stamp our feet. We begin to stamp our feet on the threshing floor. I do not know how you can stamp your feet. I don't know how you can crush. I don't know. I know how you can stamp uh, sitting down this morning. Uh, I say there is something uh, that you need to crush under your feet. Uh, every curse uh, needs to be crushed this morning. I say every principality that has risen up against your finances, against your family, against your marriage, uh, against your health, uh, you need to crush it this morning. I say we are crushing it this morning. Uh, from the four winds of the earth. I want you to look at the north and say, let it come forth. I want you to look at the south and say, let it come forth. I want you to look at the east and say, let it come forth. I want you to look at the west this morning. I want you to say, let it come forth. I say, it is coming, it is coming, and it's coming, it is coming. Help me, somebody. I say, it is coming. I say, it is coming. I say, it is coming. Lift up your voice. Oh, is there somebody in this place that can hear the sound that I'm hearing this morning? A sound of victory. I say a sound of victory. A sound of abundance. I tell you, the word of God says, whatsoever has been revealed unto you, it belongs to you. Hallelujah. If it has been revealed, it belongs to you. I say it is a now word, and a now word has been revealed. We are ushering in, I say we are ushering in the very, very secrets of heaven, of the, of the heavens. We are ushering it into this place. Come on, saints. Can you feel it this morning? I say, can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you hear the sound? I say, can you hear the sound? I say, it's not the sound of the piano. It is not the sound of the organ. I say it is the sound of the abundance of rain. Whilst in your life right now, you only see 
the cloud the size of a man's hand but something is moving I say something is coming can do I have a witness in this place I said do I have a witness in this place hallelujah say it is under my feet say it is under my feet say it is under my feet say I'm stamping it down say I'm crushing it hallelujah and those of you that are watching this morning via Facebook live I declare over your life this morning your life will never be the same again there is power that is coming through your, the airwaves there is power that is coming into your household I say there is a shaking that is coming oh you don't hear me saints I say there is a shaking that is coming maybe see that in this house See, while darkness descended, oh, you don't hear me, saints. I say, while darkness descended, light began to break forth. You know, when the, when, when the, when, on the breaking of the dawn, oh, you don't hear me, saints. I say, on the breaking of the dawn, God begins to usher in something against hope, against, you know, negativity, against what you and I are facing today with this pandemic. I say there is a shift that is taking place. Oh, you don't hear me, saints. I say the, the, the plates in the atmosphere is shifting. And when the plates in the heavens are beginning to shift, when the vaults of heaven are being rearranged, I declare right now, there will be a shifting in the earth. Because he says, this kingdom will come and it shall be on earth as it is in heaven. Everybody say alignment. Everybody say alignment. Say my life is aligned to receive the blessing of God. Say, my life is aligned. It is, it is in the right place at the right time for God to shift things on my behalf. Hallelujah. Psalm 30, 30, 132 verse 1 says, Oh Lord, remember David and all his hardship till I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. Arise, O Lord, come to your resting place, you and the ark, and you may your priests be clothed with righteousness, and may your saints shout forth for, with joy. Hallelujah. So there is going to be a shouting forth. I say there is going to be a shouting forth with joy. There's been too much despair. I say there has been too much mourning. There's been too much crying. There has been too much suffering. I decree right now that it is shifting and it is changing and it is changing for your good. Oh, you don't hear me this morning. I say it is changing for your good. Turn with me to the book of Genesis chapter 2. And we're going to start reading from verse 11. Hallelujah. God placed men in the garden of Eden. And I want to show you this morning your four positions where God has established you this morning. Can you say amen? It says, the name of the first river was Pishon. And this river flowed around the entire country of Havilah. And there is gold in that country. And that gold is pure. 
a kind of expensive uh, perfume and onyx is also there. And the name of the second river was Gihon. And the river flowed around the whole land of Cush. And the name of the third river was Tigris. This river flowed east of Assyria. The river was, the fourth river was Ephrates. And the Lord put man in the garden of Eden to work the soil and put, and to take care of the garden. Hallelujah. So this is our original position. Hallelujah. In the book of Genesis chapter 2, as we've just read, it starts with gold and it's going to end with gold. I don't know where you're heading to. I say, I don't know where you're heading to. But I say, it starts with gold and it ends with gold. Hallelujah. I do not know, Apostle, where that our shift comes. Where we are so much attracted to the potatoes and the cabbages and the tomatoes and the fruit. And we forgot about our original position. Our original position is this place. Hallelujah. I say it is this place. It is, it is Pishon, a river that is full of gold. What does that word Pishon mean? It means to shake. It means to tremble or to scatter. To tear apart. To scatter and to break apart. Hallelujah. So what God has done, he has placed you in a place where you can shake economies of regions. Oh, you don't hear me. Where you can shake economies of nations. We can literally spearhead. Remember, the word of God says, this river Pishon, it went right around the city. And it surrounded them. And wherever they were, they were surrounded by this river. And the river or the fence or the border was full of gold. Oh, you don't hear me. You see, that word intimidates many people. I say that word makes many people scared, that word gold. But the word of God says that was our surrounding, that was our border. That was our wall, that was our defense. Hallelujah. And the word of God says in this region also there was a, you know, uh, it, it's known for expensive perfume. It's known for a great aroma that spring forth from that region. A sweet-smelling savor filled the atmosphere all the time. What does that signify? It signifies, you know, that nothing that is bad or nothing that is ugly will come within the radius where God has established you. Nothing with a foul smell, nothing that is bad will come within a hundred kilometer radius uh, where you have been established. Uh, so I've got news for the devil that God has established us. Uh, he has established us in gold. Uh, he has established us, uh, you know, in that which Jesus Christ, uh, you know, uh, received uh, on the day when he was born. Uh, what did wise men do? They brought to him uh, the Son of God. He didn't tell, tell us the quantity. He says uh, they brought three gifts. Uh, what was the three gifts? Uh, or what was amongst the 
three gifts. It was gold and it was myrrh and it was incense. You know, the same thing that God did for, for the first Adam. Oh, you don't hear me. I say the very same thing that God did for the first Adam, God did it for the second Adam. So I tell you, that was not a mistake. That was not an afterthought. That was not something that God did coincidentally. I tell you, when Jesus Christ was prepared for his burial, the word of God says, the woman with the alabaster box, she took a life savings. And he said, listen here, I cannot do anything, but I have got to prepare this man for this great work that he's going to do upon the cross of Calvary. And the word of God says from that day until today, you know, it shall be known, it shall be written, this great deed that this woman has done. I tell you that God has released in this house this morning a sweet smelling savor over your life. I tell you the oil like Aaron is flowing from your head down to the beard right down to the skirts of Aaron and I tell you you are soaked in sweet perfume. Oh you don't hear me saints. I tell you, it's not just a little touch. It is just not a little anointing. But I tell you, you are soaked in that sweet-smelling savor. So when you leave this house today, wherever you go, I tell you everything that, does not, that is not so good, everything that does not smell so good, everything that is not working out for the good is about to depart from your life because there is a different aroma. There is something different about your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are not the same. You are distinct in the realm of the spirit. Demons must not hear you. They must smell you. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. Somebody with a very expensive perfume, when he enters the room, he doesn't have to make an announcement. That sweet-smelling savor is making an announcement on his behalf. Hallelujah. He's making a grand entrance on his behalf. And I tell you right now, God is about to lay out the red carpet for your life. Because you were about to make a grand entrance in the marketplace. You are about to make a grand entrance in your city. You are about to make a grand entrance in your nation. Nations are crying out for solutions. I tell you that solution comes when this alabaster box is broken. I say that, that that solution comes when you know and understand and realize the intensity of what is going on on the inside of you. This thing is not locked up for some golden daybreak when Jesus comes. This thing is not locked up, you know, for some day in the sweet by and by when something is going to happen. I tell you, it's breaking and it's breaking now. Hallelujah. It's coming forth, and it's coming forth now. Hallelujah. Why am I saying that? It's because that second river is called Gihon. What does Gihon mean? Gihon means a gushing forth. 
a gushing forth of what? A gushing forth, uh, not just of uh, John 7, 37, uh, that says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Uh, when the rivers of living waters began to flow out of Peter and John, uh, they went to the gate of the temple. They didn't go to the fish gate. They didn't go to the dung gate. They went to the gate beautiful. Oh, you don't hear me, saints. Why did they go to the gate beautiful? They, they went to the gate beautiful because they know that that is the gate where rich man enters. Oh, you don't hear me. And where, where this, this, uh, this man, this layman was positioned there at that place. At the gate beautiful. He was positioned not at the fish gate, not at the dung gate. It's, it's amazing how the church just wants to be at the dung gate. It's amazing how we just want to camp at the fish gate. But God is saying, no. Come, let me show you a view of what is going on at the beautiful gate. Come on, saints. What is going on at the beautiful gate? Acts chapter 3 verse 6. A very powerful statement. And a statement that we sometimes misplace and, uh, uh, you know, located in the wrong place. But I want to take it out of that inferior position this morning. And I want to put that statement in the right place. You see this guy. When before rich men entered into the temple, they had to do a good deed. Come on. They couldn't go into the temple without performing a good deed. So this man, who was at the gate beautiful, who was lame, he was not there sitting begging. It was his profession. By virtue of the fact that something has struck his heel. By virtue of the fact that his limbs was lame and he could not do anything. But he was in a good position. Because every day, he did not receive drachma and pennies. A good deed for a rich man is not to give drachma and pennies. A good deed for a rich, for a rich man before he goes into the temple. Because in the temple, he cannot go and worship and lie and say, I've done a good deed if he gave pennies. If he gave drachma. The currency of the day. He had to part with some of his gold and with some of his silver. So when Peter and John came and they looked into his basket, they saw silver and gold. So they said, listen, we came here. What? We understand this economy. We understand this economy. This economy is silver and gold. We have gone beyond this economy. Because we know a time when we walk with our master who have empowered us and have realigned us and have anointed us and gold and silver was nothing for him. By the way, 30 pieces of silver betrayed him. 
So gold and silver was nothing. When we had to pay our taxes, we as fishermen, we knew that we had to go and pay the taxes. And the master told us, go to the sea and find fish. He didn't say, a fish. He said, find fish. Open the mouth of the fish. He said, how many fish? Now, Peter, I know the last time I heard about Peter, he didn't catch fish with hook, line, and sinker. So he cast his nets. Whenever he goes, he knows how to go a little further. He knows how to go a little deeper. He knows how to do the job proper and have an understanding and have the dynamic. When I cast my nets, I am going to draw a drag. And when I bring in that drag, my nets will break. So when, when they took the gold out of that fish, they had to appoint a treasurer called Judas, who was good with finance. So he said, no, we know this. Silver and gold, have, we, have I none? But such as I have, I will give to you. That you will go beyond this. Come on, saints. I say you will go beyond this. You will go beyond this place in your life. Hallelujah. Let me just rewind quickly. And just give you a little bit of an analysis. In every human body, maybe you can try and look for it on Google. In every human body, there is a tibial nerve. It is spelled T-I-B-A-L. The tibial nerve branches literally throughout the body. But its main uh, area where it is visible is behind the calf muscle, and it goes right down to your heel. That tibial, tibial nerve is literally a twin of the tibial artery that carries your blood. Now, arteries in your body is like a river. Stay with me. I say it is like rivers that carries the blood. And it is connected to your heart. Jesus or God says something to Adam in the Garden of Eden. When men sinned, the dynamics and everything changes about us. Come on, saints. You and I that were created in the image and the likeness of God. God says, I will put enmity. Between, yours, between you and the woman and between the offspring of hers and he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Why is that serpent going after the heel? Because he wants, I do not know do we have it on the screen, but he wants to strike the tibial nerve. Because what the tibial nerve will do when venom enters into the tibial nerve and the tibial artery, it then shuts down the central nervous system. This man sits at the gate beautiful. 
He has got no control over his stubble nerve. He has got no control over that heel. He has got no control because he was lame from his waist down. That venom of that serpent has struck him long ago. But what is Peter and John going to do? They are going to change the dynamic. I say they're going to change the dynamic in the realm of the spirit. He says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I will give unto you. I will restore that which that viper has attacked in your life. Hallelujah. I say restoration. I say restoration. I say restoration has come. That tibial nerve. Restoration. Please open. Thank you. Uh, restoration has come. And when restoration comes, you know, I decree right now, it is no longer, you know, going to come against your life. But I decree right now that principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, the Word of God says that soon they will be crushed under your feet. Oh, you don't hear me. I say soon. So excuse me for one moment. Romans chapter 16, the word of God says, soon they will be crushed under your feet. Everybody say soon. Say soon. This serpent, this serpent, you see the most venomous snake has a head like a coffin. How do you know that a serpent is deadly? When you look at his head shaped as a coffin. You know that he's, 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 he's ready to strike and he's ready to put you under. Come on. But I tell you, your tibial nerve is protected. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the head of the body of Christ. I say he is the head of the body of Christ this morning. Can you say amen? And there is no way. I decree right now that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. No tongue that is raised shall stand because God has your back. Hallelujah. He watches over his word concerning your life to perform that word in your life. Hallelujah. So when Peter came and made that declaration, silver and, and gold have I none. The word of God says, such as I have, I give unto you. The word of God says, he jumped. The next river, the river Gihon means to jump and to gush forth. It also means to bounce back. Oh, you don't hear me. Some of you in this place, I don't know where if you've been. I don't know what heights have you reached. And I tell you the devil has brought you down. But I decree over your life this morning that you are bouncing back. I say you are bouncing back. You are coming back. You are bouncing back. I say you are bouncing back. Now when he jumped, when he leaped, he took a quantum leap. Oh, you don't hear me. He didn't walk. He didn't run. He took a quantum leap. There is an airline in Australia which is called Qantas. Qantas is one of the most successful airline companies. 
And I believe it is, it is because uh, it is backed by that name. Uh, that means uh, that Jumbo is taking a quantum leap, uh, breaking, uh, you know, through the heights, uh, breaking through restrictions, uh, breaking through limitations, uh, and going faster or very close to the speed of light. At a speed of 900 kilometers an hour, takes passengers from down under to the rest of the world, uh, taking a quantum leap. Uh, I tell you that uh, there are different ways uh, and different means uh, to get from point A to B. But I tell you, you are no longer walking. Uh, you are no longer crawling. Uh, I say you are taking a quantum leap uh, above the limitations uh, of this economy. You didn't hear the last part. I say above the limitations of this current economy. Hallelujah. This, con this economy can give you silver and gold. Uh, I say this economy can give you silver and gold. This economy can give you certain, uh, certain things uh, to a certain extent. Uh, but I decree right now, there is an economy that can give you a quantum leap uh, into your destiny. Hallelujah. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. When did he give it to us? He gave it unto us. He says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? What is, who is the son of man that thou thinkest of him? At that time under the old covenant, we were still a little lower than the angels. But now, God highly exalted him. And he gave him a name that is above every name. A name that is above sickness. A name that is above corona. A name that is above every sickness, every disease, every infirmity. And I tell you right now, when corona comes on this level, you can take a quantum leap over that thing. And you can go ahead and carry on with your business as usual. Yeah, that amen came up very, very, very. I mean, that amen didn't come through. Why are you afraid of this thing called Corona? That your amen is choked. Or is it a mask? So when you hear Corona, you hear amen. No, 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 no. Say the same way, Amen. Like you say when you were washed in the blood of Jesus. Say the same way, amen, when he delivered you. Say the same way, amen, when God has done a great work in your life. He might have killed your neighbor. He might have killed somebody down the street. He might have killed 30 people in your region or your territory where you come from. But the word of God says, it shall not come now your dwelling. So what he received that day, I can't see you have silver and gold in your basket and take a quantum leap and don't drop it. <laughs> I can't see that you have silver and gold and you take a quantum leap and gravity doesn't take a hold of it. That artery 
that the enemy wants to attack your nervous system. Leviathan has been in the system for a long, long time. I say Leviathan. Leviathan has been in the system for a long time. But the word of God says there is a river. In Psalm 46 verse 4, whose streams make glad the city of our God. The holy city where the most high God dwells. The head cannot dwell without the body. I say the head, wherever it dwells, it takes the body with it. Hallelujah. So you are not a spectator on this journey. Come on, saints. When the precious oil with that speaker nut and that perfume and all that uh, cinnamon and that mix that God prescribed for Moses at the tabernacle, that perfume with which the lamb had to be smeared. Now we are not smeared on our forehead. We are soaked in this anointing. There's a pouring out of this anointing. What does this anointing do with you? You see, there was a difference between when Saul was anointed and when David was anointed. When Saul was anointed, the anointing was placed in a little vial or a small vessel. When David was anointed, I must think in my imagination, when they wanted to give him a little vial, he says, I'm a hunter. And he gave the horn of, the, of one of the sacrifices. And he took that horn and he put it in the hands of Samuel. And that oil was filled up in that horn. And that oil was poured out from a sacrifice. That oil was poured out from that sacrificial lamb that was slain and poured out and soaked David. So Saul then killed a thousand. But David killed 10,000. And there was no battle that David did not win. That was the glory in that house. Because out of the loins of David came a Solomon. And Solomon built the temple for God. And the Shekinah glory came down in that place as a result of that anointing that was on his lineage. We are from the same lineage. I say we are from the same lineage. The lion of the tribe of Judah are in this house. I hear three amens. I say the lion of the tribe of Judah are in this house. Because the lion of the tribe of Judah is in this house. There is a different anointing that is in this house. I say there is a different anointing that is in this house. And we in this house, we can slay thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Because something is about to gush forth. We are not going to compromise. I say we're not going to compromise. When the Spirit of the Lord was poured out over the early church, when the Spirit of the Lord was poured out upon our Master, Jesus Christ, what did He say? He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because why? He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. First, 
Then he healed the sick. Then he healed the lame. Then he did all the other miracles. But he brought good news to the poor. And what is good news to the poor? I don't have the time. You go read Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah 61 says, uh, you and I that are from that lineage of David, from the tribe of Judah, like Joseph, who came into a land, had nothing, came from a place where there there was famine, sold as a slave. Fast forward, the anointing that came upon his life and the prophetic word that was released through a dream upon his life. And he believed in that thing, interpreting that dream, speaking for that dream. His words went ahead of him. Hallelujah. There are rivers in your life that the devil cannot stop. I said those rivers are beginning to flow all over this place. There are streams that are making glad the city of our God. Streams that are coming down from your head. It flows down, right down to the feet, right down to the skirt. In other words, no one in this house is left out. Oh, you don't hear me this morning. I say nobody in this house is left out of this anointing. So what is he saying to you and me? What is he saying to you? What is he saying to me? I say, I don't care how long or where Leviathan is this morning. Go with me to the book of Colossians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor next to you, say, set the record straight. Because, you know, sometimes we are made believe to believe, and I believe it's not in this house. You see, the greatest poison, greatest venom that you can find is in the church. Because religion is poison. Religion is venom. How much time do I have, sir? We're ending? When? Okay, Colossians chapter 2. Let's start read from verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so you walk in him. The emphasis is on walking. That vein. The minute you stand still, that, that serpent strikes. So walk. Everybody say walk. walk. Say walk. walk. See, if you walk, you have, a, you have an opportunity to crush him. If you walk, you can crush his head. If you walk, you walk in the promises of God. If you walk, you walk into your destiny. If you walk, you walk in the fullness. If you walk, you walk into all that God has for your life. If you walk, you walk into past, present, and future. Why? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Say, keep on walking. Don't let Johnny Walker do better than what you do. Now you all awake. Seven. The word of God says, rooted and built up in him. So when you come in this house, you are rooted and you are built up in him. You are drawing from that fountains of Emmanuel's veins. Hallelujah. Establish in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit. And the traditions of men. After the systems of this world. Not after Christ. 
Because everybody says, look, you've got to do this and you've got to do that and all of that. Those are the systems of this world. But we are called to dictate the markets. Speak to the markets and make money. In the morning, you tell the markets in which direction it's got to go. Remember, remember, there is a river that flows. Now, have anybody ever seen a straight river? When the river flows, it cuts around the obstacles. It cuts around the mountains. If there's something that stops it, it builds up. When it builds up, it overflows. When it goes forth, I tell you, a culmination of the rivers are next door. I say a culmination of the rivers are next door right here in Zimbabwe. What is that Victoria Falls, the Vic Falls. Who has ever been to the Vic Falls? You stand next to the Vic Falls. I tell you, at some point, you have to shut your ears. You've got to put plugs in your ears because those rivers are roaring like a lion. I say those rivers are roaring like a lion. I say like a mighty rushing wind that carries the currents of the river. That river are flowing right now. And I tell you, there's a gravity pull because that river flows from the throne. <laughs> When you call forth that mighty river. Come on, saints. Go home, read Ezekiel chapter 37. The word of the Lord says, when that river begins to flow, the doors in the temple were shut. I said the doors in the temple were shut. There was a call. From the multitudes for that river. There was a cry for that river to begin to flow. And right from the north, the south, the east, and the west. The word of God says that river begin to protrude from underneath the doors of the temple. There's nothing that will stop your river that is beginning to flow from this day. I say nothing will be able to stop, even if the doors are closed. I say even if the doors are shut. I say even if the doors are shut, it is, won't be long. Ask what happened in the days of Paul and Silas when the devil tried to put them in the dungeon, in the inner prison, and they began to allow the mighty floods of their praise to come forth from inside of them. And when they began to praise Him, when they began to release the floodgates of that river, something began to happen. The Word of God didn't say the jailer came to open the doors. The Word of God says the doors opened by itself. The chains fell off. I say there is a, a gushing forth and a shaking and a breaking. I say there is a gushing forth, there is a shaking and there is a breaking. Ephratus speaks of abundance. Ephratus speaks of plains. 
where there is abundance. It literally became, that entire region became the breadbasket of Jerusalem, of Israel. The river Ephrates, you know, it, it is fertile, it is fruitful. It means to be full and to be fed. You should know which river I'm drinking from. Come on. The river Euphrates, to be full, to be fed, nothing lacking, nothing breaking in your life. There is always an abundance. There is always uh, overflow. There is always shalom in your life because that river is present in your life. The river Tigris speaks of a tiger who is strong. I say Tigris. Who is strong? Who is swift in its dealings? Nothing passes your eyes. Come on, saints. I say nothing passes your eyes. You are swift like an eagle. You have eagle vision. Because of that river that is present in your life. So what did God give us in summary? He gave us four regions, and he gave us authority and power over that serpent who had become Leviathan, that dragon. And what we're doing right now, we're going to put a hook on the nose of Leviathan. You don't hear me this morning, saints. I say we are putting or we are placing a hook on the nose of Leviathan. And we're pulling him out. I say we're pulling out. We're pulling Leviathan out. Hallelujah. I say we are pulling Leviathan out. When we pull Leviathan out. Job 41. Listen to this. And I'm going to close with this. Quickly. Job 41. I want you to see the image of this thing. What this thing looks like. The word of God says, can you pull Leviathan with a fish hook or tie his tongue with a rope? Can you put a cord through his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he keep begging you for mercy? Will he speak with you with gentle words? Will he make agreement with you for you to take it as a slave for your life? Can you make a pet of it like a bird or put it on a leash? Of young men or young women in your house? Will traders barter for it? Will they, will they divide it among merchants? Can you fill its hide with harpoons or its head with fishing spears? If you lay a hand upon it, you will remember the struggle and never do it again. Any hope of subduing it is false. The mere sight of it is overpowering. Now when you look at Leviathan from that perspective, you will never attempt to deal with that dragon. But when you look at it through the spectacles of Colossians chapter 2, come on saints, I'm going to close with this. When you look at it through the spectacles of Colossians chapter 2, I want to read from verse 14. The word of God says, He has blot out the handwriting and the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, 
took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, coming back again to that tibial nerve which sits at your heel, which sits on your, uh, on, on, on your hands, or the end of your hands. Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross. Literally that nail went through that vein. From the head down, gravity pulled every drop of blood. Release it for your victory. Release it for your strength. Release it for, 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 your, for your power. The only place where the nail did not go through is through the head. Why? Listen to the saints. When Jesus Christ defeated the enemy, he shut down, or he took his blood out of him, but he never shut down the authority, that the headship that was, Jesus, was given to Jesus because the word of God says he was without sin. So whilst the enemy strikes from the heel, the authority comes from the head. And at some point, there's going to be a collision. I say at some point, there is going to be a collision. Hallelujah. Count it not strange that your heart has got four chambers. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and you live on the inside, not in your physical heart, but in your heart of hearts. Verse 15 says, and having spoiled principalities and powers and made a show over Leviathan, openly triumphing over them in it. So there is no principality, there is no power that have escaped. I said there is no principality, there is no power that have escaped. Listen, let us all stand in the house. Let us stand. This anointing, I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you come from. This anointing is designed to defeat systems right from the beginning. It pierces the darkness. It uproots. It pulls down. It overthrows. It's taking this house, kingdom life, into catapulting in a quantum leap of your destiny. Where God wants you to be. Let me just say this. I'm coming back again. I say I'm going back to that vein. The tibial artery on this hand, the end of this hand. The four winds of the earth, the north, the south, the east, and the west. The four corners of the earth. There is a river that Revelation speaks about that flows from the temple or from the throne room of God. And it comes down to the earth. And the word of God says there's trees that are planted beside that river. And the word of God says the leaves of that tree are for the healing of the nations. I want to say to the viewers out there today, there is a river that flows from this house. It's a river of healing. It's a river of victory. It's a river of deliverance that are flowing from this house. You need to make, if you are in this region, if you are in this territory, you need to make your way to this place. 
Because the floodgates of God is open. You know what is significant about this river? This, about what God just said, about these four positions. What is significant about these four positions? There are three gates on every side. Three gates on every side. So, three gates times four speaks of the 12 gates. I say, I say it speaks of the 12 gates. 12 gates from where God can release provision. 12 gates from where God can release supply. Four, 12 gates from where God can release supernatural deliverance in your life. 12 gates from through which the anointing flows. There are no limits. I say there are no limits. Lift up your hands. Over this property. We release this morning. Supernatural debt cancellation. Supernatural debt cancellation. I see it. Many streams are flowing to this place. It's designed for supernatural debt cancellation. Lift up your hands. Say that river, or say that rivers are flowing through me. Say those income streams are flowing through me. Say new boundaries. Or say old boundaries are broken and new channels are being released. See, one of those rivers, listen to me, sir. One of those rivers, there was the sea, the Red Sea. And one of those rivers dipped underneath the Red Sea. And it brought supply all the way from that region into Ethiopia. Spewing out the gold and building the or, or causing the cedar trees of Lebanon to grow deeply rooted. I don't care the path that that river has to take, it's coming. I say it's coming, it will. Dip beneath your trials and the things that you're facing right now. Look at me. I don't know your name, but at times you saw great success pre-lockdown and you were heading towards this thing and suddenly it looks like all the channels closed. And every door shut down. But God is saying, there is something that's going to come from underneath. The streams are beginning to flow again. It's not dry. Solutions is coming. I say solutions are coming. Solutions are coming. Greater opportunities are breaking forth. Contracts shall be revived. 
it shall be revived. It will be reinstated. And you shall be reinstated. And God says, this time expect double. Sir, with a gray head, with a white head, yes, sir, you. I hear the Spirit of God is saying it's not over yet. You have sacrificed much and said, Lord, I've reached the twilight of your life. God is saying there is more mileage. In your health, strength, restoration. And I hear the Spirit of God is saying, great opportunities are coming. Great opportunities are coming. Supernatural, divine encounters is coming in your life. Because the rivers are flowing again. Young people standing over there. Lift up your hands quickly. I want to release a word of the Lord over your lives. Look forward for multiple income streams. Multiple income streams. Every young person under the sound of my voice. Five different streams. I say five different streams. Five different streams are coming into your life. It's coming now. I say it is coming now. I say it is coming right now. The floodgates. You know what God said to Noah? He says, I will shut down the fountains of the deep. I will shut down rivers beneath. And there will be no rain. And over that period, he started building the ark. And when, when the rain came, the word of God says, the fountains of the deep was opened. Today, I believe that God is giving us authority, is giving us power to open up the fountains of the deep. Oh, you don't hear me. There is a river, a mighty river that makes glad the city of our God. Besides debt cancellation, God is saying, the vision was for an appointed time. It was for an appointed time. But the word of God says, now you've been on the threshing floor. The wheat has been broken and literally the flour to produce the fresh bread is here. Yes, the trials and the striving that the enemy brought in days gone by. God is saying that that bread is ready to be baked. And in this season, God is saying it's going to be about the wheat, the wine, and the oil. It's going to be about the wheat, the wine, and the oil. Out of that wheat, the flour is prepared. Now the oil, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit such as you've not seen in your lives, of the lifespan of your church. You've had encounters with the Holy Spirit. But in this house, there's going to be a breaking forth 
of rivers from above, rivers from beneath. And I hear the Spirit of God is saying, then I'll pour out the wine. The wine wine is to get you ready to dine with kingmakers. To sit with presidents. To open doors in kingdoms and domains that you've never touched before. Look, in South Africa or in every nation, there is a government. But within government, there are spheres of government. Spheres of authority. God is saying he's giving you the key to enter into spheres of authority. He's giving you the keys to enter covenants in government. And you're going to speak with the voice of authority that is going to cause a shaking to come. Not just in South Africa, but it's going to cause a shaking to come in the nations of the world. And I hear the Spirit of God is saying, as far as design is concerned, and that baby that has been in your spirit, spirit man, a culmination of what I've put into your mind. Remember when gold is a symbol of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It's not just the commodity. Out from that river passion flowed or in that region, in that territory, when Solomon built the temple, the gold came from that river. And to the point where they said, there is enough gold, there is enough timber to build the temple. They had to stop the people from giving. He says, give no more. You're going to be one of the first ministries that are going to say to the people, we will have to take our tithes and offerings somewhere else because there is enough wealth in this house. And God is saying, look out for the for sale signs in this area that is coming up soon. Because this property is going to become four times its size. Four times. He that is faithful over the little shall become rulers of much. And you are not building an institution. You are building a city within a city. God is going to give you the design. God is going to give you the blueprint. God is saying much land in this area will be conquered. And I hear the Spirit of God is saying, when the titles is in your hand, the minerals that are in this land shall be revealed. Creation. Creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Here's the sons. 
I say, here is the sons. You know what is the deal with this river? In, in, in uh, where God placed mankind. You know what is the deal with that river? It was one river. But when God established them, it split into four rivers. Four rivers was revealed. Four territories and four areas of dominion. God is saying, you choose your four areas of dominion. God is not saying to you, I'm going to do this and that and that in your life. He says, you choose your four areas of dominion. And whatever you choose, I will endorse. Let's lift up our hands in this place. Where is your daughter? Lift up your hands. I forgot your name. You went to Tasman. Tasman, I hear the Spirit of God is saying. You have seen your faithfulness. You have seen your cries. Even in the early hours of the morning, you said, Lord, let it be. Let it be. Just one more time. Show yourself strong on behalf of mommy and daddy. God is saying that I've heard your cry. And God is saying, I am shifting your family into a new realm, a new domain of royalty, a new domain of power. And God is saying because of your faithfulness and because of methodically working hard behind the scenes, I see you want to just to have everything sort of in place. And everything right. And says, Lord, we need more resources. I hear the Spirit of God is saying, daughter, more resources are coming. And God is saying, there will be multiple income streams. And He's blowing on what you are doing currently. And there's going to be sudden expansion. Sudden, sudden expansion. Sudden increase that's going to come and you don't know, will not know where it comes from. And God is saying, even in your young age, I will give you a dedicated team that you will release some of the responsibility to. Some of them are in this house and others are consultants and professionals that you will employ. But God is saying that I'm catapulting you into the next level of greatness. And God is saying, don't worry about the part of the education. Don't worry about that part of the ed education. Put that on hold for right now because acceleration is coming. Acceleration is coming. It's coming swiftly. It's coming quickly. And don't let there be a mental block and say, God, I have not qualified yet. God says, in due course, you will qualify. But right now, I will do something that education cannot do. I will pay for something that education cannot pay. 
I have paved the way. I'm taking you there, says the Spirit of the Lord. Be ready for a sudden shift. And God says, don't be hard on yourself. I hear the Spirit of God. He's saying, daughter, you've done well. Sometimes you felt that I have failed. I've come short. I have. But God is saying, he watches over you. He watches over you. And he will perfect and he will perform. And he will finish the work that he has started within your life. Even spiritually. Don't beat yourself. I say don't beat yourself. Rise up. And soar like an eagle. Because today is your day. Says the Spirit of the Lord. Sir.